You didn't know that I'm a fucking ninja. <laughs> While I am state-of-the-art gray, I am not a ninja. Everybody, welcome to the Underrated Podcast. It's a brand new podcast where we discuss the films that we feel are underrated or perhaps underappreciated, or even ones that just slipped under that radar that passed most people by. This show is a collaboration of friends and podcasters, and today, and together, we are the Undercast Company. Today, we are going to be talking about a movie upgrade, a 2018 Boomhouse film starring Blumhouse. Logan Blumhouse. Blumhouse. Oh, sorry. Right. Blumhouse, Blumhouse film, um, starring Logan Marshall Green and directed by Leo Wanell. Lee Wanell. Lee Wanell. Lee Wanell. Lee Wanell. Sorry, I'm sorry. This is Lee Wanell. All right. Lee Wanell. Yeah, Lee Wanell. This movie received um, pretty good reviews with a 7.6 on IMDb and and uh, 87 percent on Rotten Tomatoes, and in class and blue classic. Blum, Blumhouse. Blumhouse fashion. It, ma- it was made with a low budget of $5 million. So, of course. Um, this movie is set in the not-so-distant future and is about a mechanic who, after a malfunctioning self-driving car accident, leaves him and his wife at the mercy of some rough dudes killing his wife and leaving him as a paraplegic. He vol- then volunteers to be the test subject of an experimental computer chip implant that gains sentience and Helps him take down those that killed his wife. But in classic Blumhouse... In classic Blumhouse fashion, things are not always what they seem. So, Derek... Yeah, it's just and uh, Derek and Ariel yeah, today. Yeah, it's just me and Derek so, and Ariel. It's, uh, and gonna we're be... all still here. We're all still here. We're just in the background. Yeah, yeah they didn't want to let us talk. They did and not watch the movie. You not fucking movie. Yeah, well, they sh- that shouldn't be anything. Well, the, like, with, so, yeah, so the problem with it streaming right now is that it's actually... Price is too damn high. It's actually only um, exclusively on Cinemax right now or... You can rent it or buy it. Or go to it from the library like to, my I, cheap ass. I tried to rent it from Amazon. They don't have it on there. Yeah, so it's it's so it was Amazon, a shape up, please. So since it was a two thousand eighteen film, it's kind of um at the moment kind of hard to stream in any place. Mm-hmm. Um, but still and it will hopefully prove to you that you should once it does start streaming right away, watch it or check this shit out. Yeah. Or, you know, go and um, at least rent it. I, Redbox might actually have it. I don't know. Or I just go check to Red the Box. library I have like Cinemax. my cheap ass. Because it was free and there was nobody in the waiting list. So I got it right away. I'm really surprised that yeah, I that libraries it. give out movies like libraries that. Libraries just get you a movie and it's like a three-week rental. It's fucking dope. Yeah. Well. And yeah. there's even like. Is it for free? It's for free. If you're in and a there's rural even, area. Like, there's even um, places like they, there's streaming services that li- certain libraries have depending on what library and they'll let you like get a 24-hour rental for free. So hmm. it's a really good resource. Yeah. Well, so overall for me personally, I really, really enjoyed this movie. Mm-hmm. Um, there was a lot of twists and turns in my opinion. But oh, yeah. then I was like, oh, this is a Blumhouse film. And I even though it's not a horror movie in the sense, it is um, – it is. It does capture that twists and turns. I think this kind of more in, in um, establishes that Blumhouse are kind of becoming like that good version of M Night Shyamalan yeah, <laughs> in yeah. the twists and turns. But yeah, we'll talk more about like me for me personally, like what 
twists and turns and like i think with at least one iter um one aspect of this movie there was like four for yeah. me well personally. the ending i thought you know i when i was watching the movie, i was like i know where the fuck this movie's gonna go i I know, like it's it's gonna be like, oh, it was really the billion, it was really the millionaire along. He was setting him up, and that's where it like kind of teased that it was going. I was like, yeah, okay, like, like I've seen this movie before. Like I was like, you know, going in, I was like, this is you know, like a solid action movie. I for, I didn't want to see it when it first came out. It seemed like the premise was just like, oh, I don't know about this. But then you said suggested doing another podcast. I was like, I'll give it a try. I heard that was pretty good. Um, but then you know, I'm like watching. I'm like, okay, yeah, I know where this movie's going. It's just a better than average action movie. And the ending fucking caught me off guard it was because it was setting me up for being like if you know like if you are really versed in movies and like horror films and you think you know the twist it completely does a 180 on you it's like guess what i think it's just summoned me about horror yeah so and that's one of the things that like um with our resident horror aficionado um alan here he kind of like has missed an opportunity of watching it at least right now because Mm -hmm. there are some very graphic moments especially with the kills that he commits Mm -hmm. in these i would say it's more action than horror though honestly no 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 it's not horror no i'm just saying but it's a it's a stray away from blumhouse's horror because for the majority of the time blumhouse is known as a horror kind of like movie yeah um, the way i would describe it is it's because a lot of people were saying, oh, it's the better Venom movie when it came out. Because it came out around the same time that as Venom. That's kind of true. But yeah, the way, I what I would put it, I would say it's Venom meets Minority Report meets John Wick. Yeah. Oh, that's, yeah. That's exactly the best way to sum yeah, it up, Yeah, that's exactly like. it. For, for, so we're, in the aspect of Venom, we're talking about um, this computer that kind of becomes sentient in... Um, or it seems like he just barely becomes sentient mm-hmm. in um, when it gets instilled in in this main character, Grey's... Um, yeah, they kind of do Spinal a surgery column. and put it yeah, in and because he becomes to him. Yeah, paraplegic. And so at that moment, I actually looked at when, when Stem first comes online, in a sense. I was like, Stem, this yeah, is... that's the Venom kind of character, yeah. the, the, the AI. The AI. Yeah, I, I wrote down, um, it's literally Jiminy Crick. Cricket mixed with Hal from 2001 Space Odyssey in a way. <laughs> yeah, that's a good um, because way to put it. at first it's the AI seems like it's okay. It's 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 um, kind of recommending. Childlike. Well, no, not in that sense. Well, it's, for it's me, very, it's very recommending neat. him to do something very graphic. But he's do, it he's recommending yeah, it on on things. a yeah. He's recommending it on a way because he's basing it off of visuals. Yeah, he like, he doesn't understand any nuance or like he's just like do this and this will accomplish this you know he doesn't mm-hmm. understand yeah, any like exactly. way that things are affected on a grander scale pretty much it feels mm-hmm. like um, so yeah. yeah yeah so and then it, it progresses with that and um yeah we'll get to like the big twist at yeah. the end but for me yeah the action in itself was really good the the visuals were incredible especially with like it, him moving with the AI was actually very scientifically correct in a way. If if you were take um like that kind of like if you look at I'm I feel like they did their homework and looked at current AI usage of like moving like with artificial limbs and things like that. This kind of like uh technology because it is not so distant future. Like this mm-hmm. technology is co- possibly coming along. Maybe. <laughs> well, in take the that way, with a grain of salt, though. Well, in the way of it being integrated in um. A nervous system in a way yeah. um yeah, some aspects yeah i well, mean it's definitely fantasy but like yeah. it's based on reality yeah but. based on reality yeah it's i'm not saying oh yeah there's gonna be a sense i know i know i know what you're saying it's i'm saying as the medical device person yeah they do. yeah <laughs> so so yeah 
But um, yeah, overall for me, it was a good action movie. Mm-hmm. Um, very good. Actually, became like a really good thriller at the end. Yeah, because it went from pretty good action movie to really great movie uh, and based on somewhat the psychological, and and yeah. it, it does like with a, a good amount of the Bloomhouse, especially with the Jordan Peele movies, mm-hmm. it pulls into question like uh, moral kind of like situations that exist in the yeah, world right I, now. I, I, we, I, in a little bit, I do want to touch on the kind of the themes of this movie. Um, but uh, I want to ask you, because you were the one, you recommended it um, that we do this. This was your pick, but you hadn't seen it yet. Um, no, I just so, went off of like the hype mm-hmm. of, because, but even the hype was like underground in a way. Yeah, because I had heard it's like, oh, this movie that nobody saw from last year that's really good. Everybody should have watched this one instead of Venom, blah, blah, mm-hmm. blah. That's all I ever heard about it last year was good. And when it first came out, like, I'm not a fan of Saw, and I was like, oh, it's Lee Winnell from Saw. Like, I was really skeptical about that, but it definitely, you know, proved me wrong. I yeah. was I was really happy to watch this. Yeah, for me, it, especially from the, the trailers, it, it always had grasped me. I just never got around to watching it myself. Mm-hmm. You you want to talk about, uh, well, what do you want to talk about first? You want to talk about the action? You want to talk about that, that crazy ending? I think we'll, we'll save the crazy ending okay. for the end, but, yeah, literally. What but, really yeah, grabbed me was the action in it, because mm-hmm. it is just, it's like, a really the action in it is really fucking well done because it does that thing it's uh, kind of some people call it the reverse pov shot even though it's kind of from the side um sometimes it's also called the snorri cam shot because there's this device that people wear even though it wasn't done with a snorri cam it kind of has that same effect where you're looking at the character and the camera is kind of fixed and they, even though they're moving like the camera moves with their motion and it do, usually that's you know you see that from like the front or from their perspective, but it's done a lot of times in this movie from the side. And that makes the action in this movie, like, fucking next level. And it really works with what you were saying about his movements kind of being, like, robotic, almost like, you know, they are reminiscent of artificial limbs. And that is what, at least um, until the end, really elevated the movie for me, was all this really innovative action. You don't see it in a lot of movies. The only other movie I've seen that does something kind of similar is uh, Sherlock Holmes to uh, The Game of Shadows. Yeah. Um, Yeah. Or Sherlock Holmes one in the fight that the the boxing fight is kind of similar to that not too. not where it's kind of like tracking on him like that. Oh, Which I'm yeah. talking about the the four sequence where they're running. If you guys oh, remember, yeah. but um, Gavin Free from um, Richard Tate's film. I'm oh, sorry, that was a geek moment. Did you just myself. have a mini stroke there? No, because a, a podcast that I watch. Okay, he, he did he did the filming for that. Okay. But um, yeah, it's really, really fucking well done action just across the board. And the guy, what was the, what was the actor's name? Uh, it's Logan. Let me double check it. Logan Marshall Green. He was actually the he's the first um, shocker in um, oh, Spider-Man fuck. Homecoming. I was like, where do I know this guy from? Okay. Yeah, he was really fucking good. You know, I thought everybody was good in it. The kind of like the uh, evil, or not, he doesn't end up being really evil, but the kind of like kid genius was good. So that genius... Good. He, he was, I flip, wanted to like him. In every, in there's the, that was one of the one of the first um, aspects of flip flopping because so he went from for me being creepy genius mm-hmm. to me feeling bad for him because like basically like um in the middle of it the, the gray and stem kind of like take themselves offline mm-hmm. and then there's like a, a shot of him just like oh man like he's he's very kid like yeah like yeah in a way like he even says like i don't interact with kid people that much mm-hmm. and stuff like that um so he's it like went more from him elon being, musk I don't know. That's what it was a def. So there was so many aspects that I was like, oh, this is like test, like especially with the car and the accident that happens. I had written down Elon Musk's worst nightmare (laughs) (laughs) because it's basically a self-driving car going haywire. And that's one of the things that are Mm -hmm. keeping self-driving cars 
from no, existing. His, his worst nightmare is not having a fucking, not being able to bioengineer cat girls. Am I right? Got him. Gotcha, Twitter, Elon. Twitter. If Elon, if you're listening, you just got fucking burned. Sorry, you make a lot of money. <laughs> but yeah, so that character, like he, he just like flip flop for me. Like, okay, he's gonna be the clearly the bad guy, and then yeah. going to like, oh, he's gonna help this guy. Like, gen- it seems like generally, gen- genuinely, genuinely, <laughs> and then then like him basically losing control and being like, oh man, like oh no, and yeah, then that, to th- then I, I and then him yeah. possibly being seeming like he is the bad guy because they do build up you like. You've watched enough movies like this. You're like, okay, he's gonna be the fucking bad guy. Oh, you're gonna think you're gonna pull one over on me, movie. You're not gonna pull one over on me, and then they did. Uh huh. Yeah. And then also like the whole aspect of like who was the target of the malfunctioning car and the attack that him and his wife had. Like it goes from oh, it's it's it was the wife because well, the I, wife I, is. I a... kind of thought it was him, but it was not for the reasons that I thought. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But yeah, the okay. So I guess you know um, now let's get into that ending because. At the end of the movie, he's kind of, you know, he's been working with STEM, um, and they're going to, you know, they, you think, okay, that Elon Musk character is the bad guy. We're going to go get him. And then you find out, nope, he's been manipulated by STEM, too. STEM has been the mastermind pulling the strings. He's the one who killed the wife. And then he hired it becomes the, more yeah. of t- uh, 21, 2001 yeah. Space Odyssey. Yeah, he hired the guys. He is actually how. And you're like, oh, shit. Like, you've been, you've been like, being like, okay, like, STEM is, like, vicious. And you're kind of like, he's doing a lot of bad things. But you still kind of like him. And then in the end, you're like, oh, my fucking God. He's the one. And then when uh, Elon Musk kills himself... I no, actually shouted no, out, or not gets killed. Um, he gets killed gets by killed stem. By yeah. stem, I I shouted out, no, you know. Yeah, you feel, you, yeah, because it goes it's from that character. You go from mm-hmm. like, no, he's you, you dislike him, then you like him, and then you and then you dislike him again, and then you like him. <laughs> so. And then the ending, like the very end, it's so like bleak, but with a silver lining, and I really fucking love that. Like I love those kind of like. It's a it's a bittersweet, but there's just like a tinge but of just then like. It also makes you doubt the whole thing. Right at the end too, like just for a oh, second. Oh yeah, yeah. Because I was just like, and it's a when really it's short like, second. Yeah. You're like, no. Yeah, I was really? like mad. I was like, they better not fucking be like this. It was all a dream, and because they they start to be like, oh, he wakes up in his bed, and it's like, oh, you were in that, his wife is there, you were in an accident, and then it cuts back to like, oh no, he's just because there was that weird like scene where they were like talking to all those people from Inception, and they were like, oh yep, they're just going here to dream. I'm like, that's a weird scene. Why is this random Inception scene? But it pays off at the end because no, yeah, he ends up in the dream at the end. Yeah, speaking of that scene where he like wakes up and thinks that his wife is eating a pizza next to him, I'm like, now there's so many re- things that you could go back and look now knowing the mm-hmm. ending where it's like, oh, yeah, like that I, I was probably it. that was probably stem testing that out. Like that was his, well, his be mind his plan. starting to break because that's the whole reason he goes into the that fake reality is because he breaks his own mind. Yeah, but knowing like a comp- like this whole thing, I think it was like stem testing that. Because well, I don't he think said- stem has the ability no, to do that. that. It's I think it's my- his mind is starting to wear thin, and that's be- because he says a line after that moment where he's like, "It felt so real." Yeah, because I think honestly and- that's because his- he's starting to like lose grips on reality. That was mm-hmm. the it's starting to creep in, and the end he has that full break. So even though. The, the ending is bad and like you have this guy kind of go out into the world it is kind of a happy ending for him even though it's not real he gets to go live in this fake reality where mm-hmm. he's back with his wife but i do think this movie uh the main core theme of it is kind of 
automation, you know, versus kind of like hard, quote unquote hard work. Yeah, like because the main versus taking character over. starts off as being basically like a Luddite in his beliefs mm-hmm. of being like he he's a mechanic on old um, muscle cars that are considered you could consider yeah. them analog to and the he, cars that exist now. Exactly. And he's like, oh, I don't know how to like everybody uses the regular cars. And he's like, if I use this, I just end up in Canada. It kind of seems like something your dad would say, like, I can't use this computer, blah, 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 you know? Yeah. Um, but and I think but there's a reluctance to it, yeah, and, and then to the point where, and then it, that puts another spin on it, and that once the moment that he rejects his beliefs and gives in to the automation, is the moment of his demise. Well, I think honestly, his like kind of because the movie sets up like, oh, he's kind of like doing the right thing, and it does obviously. It's have... very death wish in his in his motives, like you know, like you killing mean? killing the persons that killed your wife. Like or John Wick, like well, you he said. he I don't think yeah exactly and but I don't think that's him as much as like stems kind of manipulating him, but like I the point I was trying well to make, he was looking for them before he had stem though. yeah but he didn't want to kill them, mm. but um, the point I was making is that he doesn't want he's like you know very opposed to like technology and I and obviously the movie is condemning like like just total automation and it, but it also at the end it's kind of like you know what if you are hiding from all this it's gonna get you in the end. Like, if you're, like, totally opposed to this and you're hiding under a rock, because that's the only reason he was able, Stem was able to get into his body is because he was, like, a pure, quote-unquote, human who didn't have any technological things put into him. He was one of the few ones. That's the only reason why he was chosen, why his wife died, is because if he had, like, you know, gotten a little, even a little bit with it, Stem wouldn't have been able to Mm. choose him. And because he was just hiding under a rock from all this, it ended up getting him. So I think what ultimately the movie is saying is that, yeah, like, this, like the kind of like forward technology and like the automation and like you know kind of losing our humanity is dangerous, but you can't ignore it either. You yeah. have to be aware of it and have to kind of go along with it. So Otherwise, you, you will be trampled by it yeah. and destroyed by it, and you might not even realize it. Yeah. So you know, embrace technology, but still be hesitant towards it. Yeah. And exactly. then also, don't be, um, don't be oblivious on both sides. Don't be oblivious that you know technology. Like is well is the worst thing ever, but mm-hmm. then also don't think that technology is the best thing ever. Exactly, it's it's a very balanced message I think that this movie gives. Um, it's subtle in some instances, but I I really really enjoyed it. But going back to like the the fighting the the slasher, mm-hmm. uh, not slasher. Um, what's that? Splatter punk, you could say mm-hmm. kind of things of it. Those were like some crazy ass kills that he had like mm-hmm. just the i and every there was every moment of those kills i was like oh <laughs> yeah because <laughs> there's like you know a man's um mouth gets pulled out kind of like oh similar yeah to, that was fucking crazy they were the best i could to, explain to it sin city he made a pez dispenser out of them the best i can explain it is that these were um mortal combat level mm-hmm. of Kill of Ooh. kills, yeah. That's why he missed his chance. <laughs> I, I, yeah, I really regret it. Yeah, Alan, you would have. You you're gonna watch this it. One, you'll but, just have to watch yeah. it. But um, we'll probably do a recap episode at some point of you know going back and talking about all our movies. But man, this this one was fucking good. It surprised me a lot. Like like you talked about how the trailers grabbed you. They did not grab me. I was just like, oh my god, it's just another one of these fucking low budget like movies that are like. And usually I'm. I feel like when I see a trailer, I have a pretty good feel for a movie. This time I fucked up, like, mm-hmm. completely. Like, I think, I'm really glad you recommended it. And I think at that moment, like, Blumhouse was um, at a point where there's, okay, this is a whole, uh, like, they're doing these horror movies mm-hmm. that, yeah, they're good. Like, I think this came out after, it came out after Get, Get out, out. Yeah. 
and stuff like I that. I have to watch Happy Death Day because that looked like shit, but maybe it's good. I've heard that that's yeah, good too. It looked real bad, but yeah. <laughs> but maybe I'm, I mean, Blumhouse, you got to give them the benefit of the doubt, I guess. Yeah, yeah. So um, Jason Blum knows what the fuck is up. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I think that it's it was it's still during it even exists now with Blumhouse like that like that you're hesitant like because you're mm-hmm. like. They they can't do, come out with another kind pretty good movie again. It's just Give the trailer. It, didn't us look is good. okay. Yeah, yeah. Um, I didn't see us yet. Um, I love Get Out though. Get but Out. Get, Get Out is pretty good. Yeah. Us is good. Us is good. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But, I wanted to so, see us. So you that coming too is you're hesitant that this production company is well. It's not just the company. Out. It's just it just looks like generic action, low budget stuff. Like Lee Winnell made Saw. I it was think, a big reason. Yeah, I think all of the Blumhouse well, movies. Long. Give them the credit. <laughs> I think Blumhouse is known for. I I just think now that yeah we cannot when it comes to Blumhouse movies you cannot take the trailer at face value. Yeah, and I I've really discovered that even like because they keep things very yeah they, because the under trailer wraps. for us didn't look great to me and uh, but I want to see it like I, I haven't got around to it but I do want to see. It. I mean, get the Get Out trailer at the beginning didn't grab me too. Yeah, but I I really think I just got to start seeing these movies because even though he's a producer and I usually don't put a lot of credit into producers I'm much more interested in writers and directors. But he he's really got it. He's really a genius when it comes to this kind of shit. But now now I think that now seeing this and it being a non horror Blumhouse movie, I'm mm-hmm. thinking now like okay, this is gonna be the 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 twist especially. It's gonna be that's gonna be probably the style of Blumhouse. Yeah, like you were saying, the new M Night Shyamalan. Like be- he, he yeah. really does those kind of like psychological, not quite thrillers, but action movies in a way that is. Not a lot of people are doing right now. Yeah, um, and you kind of stands alone. You got to take that. It's it's very impressive that you're getting the same kind of formula from multiple different writers and multiple different directors, and it's being effective. Yeah. Still. Yeah. You're not getting. It's not at least for now. It's not getting old. It's it's yeah. It's kind of like there's the same kind of general like feeling in a lot of these movies, but they do all manage to be very distinct and unique. Like I didn't even know that this was a movie that was set in the near future. I thought it was just gonna be like. Oh, like it's gonna be set today. Here's a new yeah, technology, me too. Yeah, and then they were too. running around with that. I love that kind of aesthetic of the very near future. Like I had mentioned, like this feels very Minority Report. Like I, that's one of my favorite movies. The is Minority Report of the year two thousand six, right? Uh, but it's it's just kind of like that. Like oh, it's just like you know, well, X years in the future. Yeah, especially with the self driving car. Mm-hmm. Like they're super close to yeah. creating you, that. You Tesla tell... is basically almost self driving in itself. Yeah, you can tell they did their homework and were like kind of like where is the technology going with a lot of this kind of stuff mm-hmm. and how can and you put that in a realistic way? And it was very realistic in that direction. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But yeah, so that's probably like I think why you know more people didn't see it. It's a smaller movie. It didn't get like blown up like Get Out um, did, which is another you know Blumhouse one. But it. It, honestly, I think it is. You know, do you know how it did in Rotten Tomatoes? Eighty-seven. Eighty-seven. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, it's been and, and that was the same for audience score too. Yeah. So then, yeah, so. people liked it. Um, I mean, it only had a budget of five million, so even if it didn't make that much, I of the think box that's. Office, that I'm, I'm hoping. I'm hoping that that's classic. That's going to be classic to Blumhouse, like mm-hmm. because so far they've been doing really, really great work. Yeah. yeah. So this is one that's kind of more under the radar, but I do think that it is getting more and more noticed. And that people are really starting to take note. And especially as the studio gets more and more uh, notoriety, I think that people well, will might, turn in will and probably start come watching back. And it. then yeah. once it does come out on streaming mm-hmm. um, sites. And yeah, I'm probably sure it's going to be, be up on Netflix one of these days. Yeah, it's just too early. Because, yeah. Uh-huh. yeah, it just came out last year. But, um, mm-hmm. yeah, I, I really love this movie. I would really recommend it to anybody who wants to see it. If you like action, good action thriller, horror, thriller, psychological, um, sci-fi, thriller. like light sci-fi, mm-hmm. uh, just all around the board. Just, you know, two thumbs up for me.
Mm. Yeah, me too. All right. Well, with that, thanks for listening, everybody. Um, hit that subscribe button on your podcasting app to make sure you are always notified when a new episode of the show comes out and continue to hear us bubble. And please, if you are willing to give us a rating or a review, it will really help and let us know what else you would like for us to hear from this podcast um, because we can only get better with your help. Um, And that includes giving us recommendations and anything like that, any movies you feel like we could um, talk about that you feel personally is underrated or under the radar. Um, You could leave a post on our a message on our um, Instagram or email us at undercastcompany at gmail.com We would love to hear what you guys think are some underrated movies Um, and you know we still have a lot of stuff in the works we want to cover but you know tell us what you guys think is underrated and we'll check it out Mm -hmm. and once again we are the Undercast Company we're made up of myself and my brother who's not here on this podcast from Nerd Incorporated um, Nerd and Corp on Instagram. Um, Alan and Fred Torres, who are here in light spirit, um, from District Six, and Der- and Derek McDuff, who I also guest star on his Marvel podcast, hey, Infinity hey, hey. Stones and Dragon Bones, where we most recently um, had a discussion about Avengers Endgame, and and we'll be back soon with another film. So stay tuned, and thanks for being amazing. Take it easy, guys.